What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Aussie Lag Games Cast for Friday, the 15th of December, 2022, for episode 90. Oh, 10 away. I'm one of your hosts, Carl Sinclair. 10 away. Joined, as always, by my <laughs> by my brother from another mother, the man with the plan, the Chewbacca to my Han Solo, my wingman, Jack Gibbs. How you doing, buddy? I am doing well, mate. Soon you get to call me the derailleur. How you doing? I yeah, no, I'm doing okay. Doing okay. I just seen Thor. Um oh, so nice. I really high. liked it. Good I thought hear. it was really, really good. Um yeah, man. Who would, it's thought, been, uh, who would have thought we would have got to four Thor four? Yeah, Thor four. And I think we're gonna get a Thor five, which is awesome. Like yeah. Chris Hemsworth just doesn't seem like he wants to stop, which is great. Well, I'm very excited for Yeah, you know, he's really made that role his own, you know what I mean? Like, like, like Daniel Craig just James Bond. Like filming just yeah, down the definitely. street. Like that's got to do yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Great place to film. Apparently, according to Taika, he loves filming here in Australia, which makes sense. He's New Zealander, so he's probably been he's pretty close to being Australian. Let's be honest. Like, well, it's probably like some of the shortest flights he's ever had, ever had to take for work. True, true. They're like our brothers across the pond. You know what I mean? It's that's like true. yeah, it's good. It's good. But yeah, I enjoyed Thor. Mate, how are you? Doing alright, mate. Doing alright. Being uh, being very busy. On the gaming front, been mostly playing the Battle Royales. It's been a bit of fun. Yeah, uh, a bit of PUBG, a bit of Apex. Um, yeah, uh, been playing the new PUBG map on the test server. I haven't actually played it since it went live a couple of nights ago because of the the Apex getting in the way. Um, new map is phenomenal. It really bridges the Battle Royales, so it's got a lot of features that um, you would expect in other games. For example, like, you know, uh, zip lines. You know, just zip lining up. Uh, it's got like you know the blue the balloon towers in Apex. It's got uh, mobile towers um, that you can zip line up and parachute out. Um, not as effective as other games, but you know PUBG's still a little bit in the realism. Um, I think Fortnite has the fueling up at petrol stations. So does this map. So it's it's really taken a bit from other battle royales and chucking them into PUBG. And um, yeah, I think I think this map might. Uh, I don't want to use like the word resurgence. Like I don't think it's going to be that strong, but I, I do think the player base is going to tick up a bit. I've, I've heard a few people I've never heard talk about PUBG talking about how good this map is. So I think that's a good sign. Um, I love PUBG. It's still my favorite battle royale. I try not to talk about it too much because <laughs> like I don't talk to many people that like play it. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, like don't want to bore people, but um, I think, like, I feel confident saying, like, to yourself, like, hey, we should have a game of this. Like, I think it's going to be a good time. Um, you know, even if it's just a few sessions. Whereas, like, I feel like PUBG is a bit of a risky recommendation because you either like that style of gameplay or you don't. But I think this really bridges some some together. Um, you know, a lot of verticality. There's a lot of openness for sniping and, and like, in the original map. But there's also, like, a lot of the small towns have a lot of, like, factories and, like, big retail outlets, uh, big box stores or whatever. So, um you know, as much as it's like big and open, you then hit these buildings and it's all of a sudden close quarters and it really mixes it up. And if you're not into that, just don't go in there, you know. So um, I think it's great. New, new vehicle, airboat, so you can drive on land and water. A bit slow on land, a um, bit exposed, but, you know, good way to get around. Handy being a swamp biome. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there's all, all sorts of stuff. Um, it's a very big map. I think it's the biggest map yet as well but it doesn't really feel that way um i don't know if that's just because i found myself dropping towards the middle of the map more often than anything else so 
Um, I might play it for a couple more weeks and report back, I think. Oh, sounds good. Yeah, what have you been up to? <laughs> Apex. <laughs> uh, a bit of Apex. Um, but I finally, I finished Assassin's Creed. Um, one. On stream, which is good. Yeah, moving on to number two next week. Um, and yeah. my goodness, number one is still really good and needs a remake. It just needs a little bit of love to, like, just just do a full-on remake, and I feel like people would love it. Plus, it would be going back to that classic Assassin's Creed story, classic Assassin's Creed sort of, like, vibe, whereas I feel like we've lost that with the last couple of entries. Um, I found out the other day I'm not the only one that doesn't really like Valhalla and uh, Odyssey, which is nice, nice to know I'm not alone. Um, yeah, I love Assassin's Creed. So good. Can't wait to start two. Been very keen to start two because, like, from two onwards is where it's, like, it just it just continuously keeps getting better and better. Like, the leap from one to two is is, is just fucking astounding. Um, and hard to see evolution. Like, it just feels like such a big leap. It just doesn't even feel like the same game. Whereas now, going forward, you will feel evolution until you get to, Odyssey, uh, to Origins, where it's just another one of those things where it's, like... The leap from Syndicate to Origin is very much like the leap from Assassin's Creed 1 to 2. Like, it just doesn't feel like the same game, but it's still sort of got that DNA under there. Whereas, like, the evolution in... the Basically, the evolution from Origins to Odyssey is they drop all the Assassin's Creed stuff and just make it a, a Roman fucking RPG, which is fine. Just we should put Assassin's Creed in the title. I'm going to keep riding that fucking horse until it dies. Yeah, I feel but, like yeah. Ubisoft should really use their skills to make awesome kick-ass ancient games but just you know un unshackle themselves from the assassin's creed completely if they get them unshackle themselves mostly anyway yeah i agree i agree just go back to what makes it make assassin's creed great again just go back to the good parts you know make it great make it amazing just go go make go make just go make a game called valhalla and make it about vikings if you want i don't know why you do this to me um, but yeah, no, that's why I really I don't know why Ubisoft does a lot of things. Yeah, true. Idiots. They came out the other day and said, uh, that, um, if you already own, cause everyone's been really shitty about Assassin's Creed Liberation, basically you can't buy it anymore and you can't buy the DLC anymore. And they were taking the game away. They've come out and they're like, guys, don't stress. If you already own the game, you can keep it. But if you own the DLC, we're just taking that away. See... That's, that, like that's fucked for many reasons, but like you don't you don't get to make DLC and then just take it away. No, this like, is why I'm all about game preservation. Put it all on a disc, and then they can't take it off us. Oh, I got a question for you. Yeah. So this uh, this Last of Us One remake remaster mm -hmm. remake um, for the PS5, built from the ground up supposedly. A um, lot of new art assets. Uh, plays like the. Second title, which I'm, you know, I'm guessing it's all just because the TV show is coming out. You know, I'm not, I'm not against the fact that it exists, but I feel like one in particular point that's been rising, especially on Twitter, is quite interesting. So there's a lot of people saying, "Hey, you know, the $125 price tag, which is quite fucked in its own right, but is mm. is would would in some ways be justifiable if it included everything that came out with the first game." However, it doesn't include the multiplayer. Now, I believe it includes the Left Behind DLC, though. So you could make an argument that they're just trading out one bit of content from another. But where, where do you fall? Do you think the game should be a bit of a discount, A, because it's a remake of a remake, or two, 
should it be at a discount because it's lacking the multiplayer or do you think the 125 dollars price tag is justifiable for so much effort going into a remake i i think it's too expensive too expensive yeah i, I think i think i think bring it down to like if you it's hard because like it's only coming to ps5 right and it's like ps5 games lately are at that 110 120 dollar price tag anyway that's just so already... yeah <laughs> yeah we and the problem is is like a lot of people already own it all if i brought my ps4 to play the remaster and never touched it again so like as someone who spent a lot of money on a last of us one remaster like i'll, I'll probably pay the 125 you know what i mean but yeah. I just, like, I just it, think it's a little bit, like, it's too much. It's a bit shitty to ask for it. Yeah, it's too much, and it's, 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 yeah. And they're on, they're on Twitter the other day looking for praise as well because they were like, "Hey, just so you guys know, um, making this game, there's been no crunch. We've just gone gold. There was no crunch. There was nothing. It was a great experience. We got it done. It's coming to you guys very soon. That's cool. Like, the it's real chips, easy. You know what I mean? Like that's what we order with our games. Yeah, and it's real easy not to have crunch when all the work was done back in 2013. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Like you know what I mean? That's like the fucking minimum. You know, I was at the train no, station. You, today, you did right? your job. Well done. I was at the train Good station job. today, and I had a few minutes before the train arrived, so I was looking around. And yep. there was a, uh, not a billboard, but a big, big, uh, like top sized um, advertisement for a local real estate agency. And it was like, it was like advertising to landlords. It was like, we'll, we'll manage your property as if it's our own. And I'm like, that's the bare fucking minimum. Because if you do less than that, then I'd manage my own fucking property. When did doing it, your job becomes a sales pitch? <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> You know what I mean? Talk about going above and beyond. Like, I'll never wear my shoes in your house. Like, that'd, oh, that'd get me excited. That's like working at Woolworths, right? And you're working at the checkout and you have a shirt that says, I will scare your produce. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah. Yes, you will. Like, please. <laughs> that's what you're you being paid for. Yourself. Like, that's the... <laughs> yeah. That's what annoyed me about The Last of Us because it's like, we finished this game on time. Like, well, you okay. set the date. <laughs> Yeah, like you can decide whether there's crunch or not. If there's no crunch, yeah, yeah. there shouldn't I mean, be crunch. Yeah. We don't like crunch. We don't order crunch with our hundred and twenty-five dollar game. Like, like, like all you did was paint a game that came out in twenty thirteen. Well done. You're a very good artist. I'm glad you're able to paint over the top of it. It does look Jesus nice. Christ. You know what I mean? Like, it looks but, good, but it doesn't need to exist. Like, so much of this energy could have been put towards anything else. So yeah, no, I I completely agree. I do understand like why it exists in a sense that like the you know tv show's coming out you know the game does feel a bit old to play but it should have been like a 90 dollar game which is still too much but like that's a bit of a middle ground you know what i mean yeah 90 would have been acceptable 120 120 should have been whatever miles morales was on ps5 that wasn't that 125 no it wasn't i think it was just 100 yeah i think it was the extra 25 to get the original game remastered yeah stuff scared, they did not ultimate edition that came with uh yeah they called it remaster yeah that was good well, too. You know, I remember well you were getting two games for a hundred and fucking whatever it was though you know what i mean yeah that was great yeah this is giving me a, an art card and a headache <laughs> you know what i mean they're not yeah. putting nurofen in my box this is fucking annoying look i understand right like you open it up like, there's just like lettuce slammed in there like yeah <laughs> 
This is the value. Like, I get it, right? I, I don't think this is something Naughty Dog wanted to do. This is something Sony's like, you can you guys got to do this. I get that. And they're trying to capitalize on, yes, the TV show and the fact that The Last of Us is really one of the biggest franchises of all time at the moment. Everybody was like, you either love or hate the second one. And if you love, if you hate the second one and love the first one, well, guess what? Now you can have the awesome movement and, and gameplay of the second in the first. You can go back and pretend that what happened never happened. I'm not going to spoil it here, but fuck, I want to. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. it just feels like a, a waste of fucking energy. Especially when they've got other games. Naughty Dog have other games that they, that really deserved a remake more than 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 this did. Was it Naughty Dog? Was it, ugh, that's not English. Was it Naughty Dog Actual who remade this game? No, I don't think so. Okay, I think so. I think most of them, there was a lot of Naughty Dog staff involved. I think, but <clears throat> yeah. I think I think it was another studio, wasn't it? See, like it feels like a love just... letter, like they could, or at least spin it like a love letter to fans, but it's it's a hundred and twenty five dollar reverse charge love letter. Yeah, write me this love letter when the trilogy's done. Do you know what I mean? Write yeah. me this love letter when the get when, well, when will, I know how it ends. They'll rewrite it, write it for you. Then. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I can't wait for the Last of Us Part One, Part One remake. PS Six exclusive, three hundred forty dollars. Yeah. You know, like. Oh. People are going to come at me for this, but I'm going to say it. And I said it the day this was fucking announced. But Uncharted 1 deserved that remake 110%. That game plays like a fucking tank. It's stiff. It feels weird, but it's still got it. Whereas you can still go back and play. Like It was clearly developed at a weird resolution for the PS3 or something. It feels like... And it was early days PS3 too. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, and that's no disrespect. This is just sort of the way it's aged. You know what I mean? Like, it was like the fuck. I mean, when did the last of us come out? Like a couple of fucking days before the PS4, and we got a remaster on the PS4 anyway. Like, yeah, I that, can't believe it's getting remade. That's insane. At least it's not a remaster for 125, I guess. Oh my god, could you what, could you imagine if in like let's say uh spitball in here five years time. We get the announcement of The Last of Us Part 3, and guys, it's a couple of years away, so what we're doing is we are remastering the remake of the remaster of the original game of The Last of Us. That's right, guys, The Last of Us Part 1 remaster. We've turned number two into a comic book. Yeah. I'll punch the wall. (laughs) I'll punch that fucking wall. Oh, Let's get into some of the news of the week so we don't have to talk about this anymore. Okay, so we found out today, of all days, it's like they knew we were doing the podcast tonight. That's nice. Uh, Yeah. Um, So EA is like wasting their time. This should have just been a press release, but they made it a whole thing. EA held a skate stream called The Boardroom. Oh, I saw some headlines. Yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Basically, the game isn't called Skate 4 anymore. It's just called Skate. It's got a PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Terrible. Uh, And it's free to play. I kind of like that, but best idea they could have done. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I kind of like that. I don't normally like trust EA, but they have been clear, and we'll see what promises they break. But they have been clear: just cosmetic microtransactions, all areas unlocked for everyone. So, I think, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if they can manage the live service by keeping adding content and parks and areas, much like Apex, then it might be all right. Did they announce any other? hot details 
Uh, yeah, literally they just came out and they said, despite it being free to play, it won't feature pay to win mechanics, uh, areas behind walls and microtransactions, and it's still early in development, um, with closed play tests happening currently. It's, it's, it's actually like interesting. They announced to... that way too early. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But it's, it's, I think I appreciate how transparent they've been though. Like we're actually seeing this game go from like just finding a director to, you know, actually being a game, being motion capped, like, yeah, like it's a long slog, but I, I think I, 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 I get the vibe that they want to get this right. It's not just they know they can make money if they get it right. Like, I, I genuinely feel like they don't want to let skate players down. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know if that's coming from EA. Like, whoever the director is must be, you know. Yes, that's not coming passion. from EA. Yeah. This free to play, this free to play angle, right? This free to play fucking angle is so they don't have another battlefield issue. Where we can't complain about the game if we didn't fucking pay for it. So, if it comes out and it's shit, then yeah, you, you know complain. what? That's such a good point. It's got to be really shit for us to complain. Like, as in, we gave Halo months and months yep. and months, and it was free to play. And, you know, I shouldn't have put $30 in for the color red, but it's, yeah. Whereas Battlefield, like, was pissing me off from day one, and I, like, dropped the 90 bucks. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think like, this game is going to drop idea they properly, done, though, though. To be honest, yeah, no, I think it'll drop working. Yeah, I yeah. think where think this game lives or dies, right? One hundred percent. That's where they'll get you, right? Because if this game, if this game dropped, I think this game's going to drop. It's going to have fuck all in it, and if we paid for it, we'd be pissed. And the promise of content wouldn't be enough. It's skate, you know what I mean? It's not Halo, you know. Like people, yeah. people say they want to skate for, but when it comes, are they actually going to fucking play it? Yeah, I don't think the audience for it is going to be as big as the internet would make you think. No, but if it's free to play, but, I, I think you'll see like, like I think you'll see double what you would have seen if it was if it was something you pay for. Oh, I'll, I'll give it a go if it's free to play. If it's pay to play, then yeah, I'll probably wait till it comes down in price. You know, Steam sale, that sort of stuff. Hundred percent. So yeah, fingers crossed. He's hoping. I hope the team gets to release the skateboarding game that they want to. They want. I just got the fucking live stream name, the boardroom skateboard. Christ, I just got it. Oh my god. Oh my god. I thought that was a shit name, and now I get it. It's still a shit name, but I understand yeah, it now. <laughs> fucking hell. When I read that the first time, I was like, "What a weird name for a skateboarding live stream." The boardroom. Fuck off, EA. Don't get clever with me, mate. You fucking release something called EA Play. Don't get clever with your boardroom bullshit now. Yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully, skate comes out and it's good. As and yeah, it's it's not considered a sequel to the other games. So I see that as them saying, "Hey, we might bring back some stuff from the older games, which could also be super good for people." Yeah, yeah. The boardroom. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Alright, we got our we got our look at July's PlayStation Plus Extra Deluxe games. They've been revealed. We've seen them. Um Do you know what's been revealed? Nah, no Alright, cool. So for uh the extra and deluxe games, uh we got Stray, PS4 and PS5. Um, which is so good because is I cannot wait to play that game. It's launching on the oh, okay, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. yeah I no. cannot fucking wait to play this game. I'm actually super hyped for it. Um, 
Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate for PS5, so just the PS5 version of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. About time. Oh, yeah. One that really should have been there from day one, and I'm glad it's there now um, because people might actually play it. Uh, Marvel's Avengers for PS5 and PS4. Which is on Game um, Pass. I'm surprised it wasn't there. So, so. And now, just a list of absolute fucking bangers. We're going to go through each and every one. And this makes my life for the next fucking year heaps easy. Assassin's Creed Unity for PS4. <laughs> Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag for PS4. Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered for PS4. Oh, Assassin's that. Creed Freedom Cry, which is the DLC for Black Flag, which is very good for PS4. And the Assassin's Creed The Ezio Collection, which includes Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and Assassin's Creed Revelation. All I heard just then was 40 gigabytes, 50 gigabytes, yeah. 32 gigabytes, 18 gigabytes. All the PS4 ones should be small because Assassin's Creed the Ezio collection is not too bad. Is I that should a PS4 know. Game? I, uh, it was, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I bought the Ezio collection the other day before they, they dropped that oh, this was coming. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad I bought that. But yeah, AC2, Brotherhood and Revelation, best game, so that's good. Uh, Saints Row 4 Re-Elected, Saints Row Get Out of Hell for PS4, both of them for PS4. Spirit of the North Enhanced Wait, Edition for PS5. Is Saints Row 4 the one that came out recently? Or is it coming out? No, uh, no, that's just called Saints Row. Oh, fuck. Yeah, of course, my bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, Ice Age, Scrat's Nutty Adventure oh, for PS4. Yeah. Jumanji, the video game for PS4, which isn't too bad. Fucking game of the year. Paw Patrol on a roll for PS4. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Ready, Set, Heroes for PS4. And the July's new PlayStation Plus Deluxe Classics. No More Heroes Allowed, PSP, Loco Roco, and Midnight Carnival for PSP. And they accidentally revealed three more classic games and then removed them very fast. Okay. <laughs> So uh, they also revealed it was done by on the PlayStation blog in Italy, but they took them down very clear, uh, very, very fast. But people got uh, a look at it. So on top of those two games, I don't know if these, these three are coming or if they're coming in another month, but there was Dino Crisis for the PlayStation 1, Ridge Racer 2 for the PSP, and Soul Calibur Broken Destiny for the PSP. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. Mate. I'm glad they're bringing more that. games constantly. That's good to hear. Yeah, very good. But my question is for you, mate. After we've had the launch, we've had all the games there. Is this do you, what do you think about their first month after launch where they're actually adding games to the service? Do you think this is a, a meaty portion, a good, good enough additions to the service to make it worth the, the 20, 20, however many dollars oh. that came out of my account today? Or if you didn't remind me of the price, <laughs> um. Look, it's it's fine. It's it's enough. I think. I think it's like the minimum chips. You know what I mean? Like it's it's enough to get by. Uh, you know, Saints Row Four. That's you know, it's a bit old. The, all the Assassin's Creed games, sure they're old, but at least they're all there. Like so many of them. Um, I think it's fine. I I think if they keep up this level, like I'm not I'm not saying Assassin's Creed is a low level. It's just an old game. You know. But then you know, Stray like that's releasing shortly, so I don't know. I think it's I think it's a decent mix. I think it's fine. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy VII I remake. I don't think it's enough. Five, that's good. Yeah, that that's true. Um, see, the thing about these services is, you know, one of the aspects is like providing a game to people that they don't have and giving them the chance to try it. So, 
as much as I'm sure a lot of people who have subscribed to this service already have Final Fantasy, your hope would be that some people will now discover it. So, um, yeah, look, it's hard to say whether it's worth the price because it's just so much money every month, but I think it's a good start. Glad they're supporting it the month after it released as well. Um, you know, they could have let that go for six months to see what happened, and they're not, which is great. Um, I hope... I hope within the next six months they have like a banging month where it really puts it on the map. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's fine. I think it's good. What, what are your thoughts? How do you feel? Yeah, I think it's fine. I'm glad all the Assassin's Creed is going up there. Marvel's Avengers should have been there at launch, but I'm glad that's actually being added now. Yeah, maybe there's some Xbox trade. Game Pass licensing. You know, maybe they had like rights to it or some shit. Maybe. Australian Final Fantasy VII are like perfect for this service. That's they're the big PS5 editions, which is really really good. Um, yeah, Saints Row's fine. Spirit of the North, great game. People should play that. Uh, yeah, then you got stuff like Jumanji, Paw Patrol, Ice Edge stuff for the kids to play. Um, pretty pretty disappointed by the fact that we only, we're only getting two classic games. If if the other three that are there are not actually coming this month and maybe coming a different month or anything like that. I honestly I thought we would see like five to six PS5 to PS4 games and a bunch of classic games added all the time. Like I think people are hungry for those classics. Um I know I am. Um, I'm trying to think back like to Xbox but backwards compatibility when it was in its prime. Like they were doing a good five games a month or something, weren't they? Yeah, and a lot of them were like real good fucking classic games as well. Because what was interesting, just feel like, I don't yeah. know how Sony have done it, but the way Xbox did it is like they basically had every game working. They just had to then go through and like validate it and tweak it. Yeah. Whereas who knows what Sony's having to do to get these games running. Like whatever it is, I'm sure it's like not that complicated, but as in, sorry, that's that's probably not the right way of saying it. Like a lot of people have emulated the PS1 like it. You know, not reinventing the cube here, but um, you know, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure to get a high level of quality that you know there's a lot of a lot of work and love that goes into it. Um, yeah, no, that's a fair point. I feel like the classic games was a real selling point of that higher tier as well. So it's it's a yeah, and then that much money they're asking for. Like, I don't know, is it just me that thinks it's really pricey? Game Pass is just such a fucking steal, and yeah, somehow, Game Pass is a steal. Like somehow it stayed such good value even after Sony like unleash their rival service, like it's still just like yeah. he's better. Um, I feel like I'm sure Sony, Sony will catch up. It. I feel like they've got it more expensive for the simple fact is, is like we pushed Sony to do it. We made PlayStation do this kind of, yeah, they may as well get money out of it. And now they're like, you'll pay for it. But I mean, it's like 21 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month. And as somebody who literally just paid 20 bucks for the Etsy collection, like Etsy collection right now is on sale for 20 bucks. So if you pay for the service for that month, if like you wanted to play the Etsy collection, well, now you have the rest of the assassins and a couple of other great games. Yeah, to no, play, that's so. an absolute good point. I should put it in perspective. Like I've got two PS5 games on my shelf, so for so, me, like I could just buy two games a year and I'm probably going to break even. Whereas yeah. if you're buying many PlayStation games, like this service might just be ten percent of your purchases for the year. Whereas for me, yeah, it's a hundred. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, maybe my view is a little skewed in that sense. Um, and, you know, I'm paying for Game Pass and that's not a service I'm going to drop to then go and get another one. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, like no, you know, I, I, when I turned Disney Plus on, I turned off <clears throat> Stan or one of those services. You know what I mean? Like I, I did the swap, whereas Game Pass ain't on the chopping board. 
Yeah. Yeah, fair. So many fucking services. So many. Too many. Too many. It's fucked. All right, mate. We've done it. We've got through that. We're at the topic of the show. Uh, before that. Talk. Before that, mate. Oh, what I've are we just, hitting here? I've just pulled up fucking some live stream from last night of Halo Co-op. And I haven't got the audio going because we're podcasting. Yeah. But... Man, if this was at launch, <laughs> you know what I mean? It just looks, yeah, it feels good. It looks good. They're playing four-player split screen, um, which, you know, it's not a lot of screen, but the fact that it's running, like... Yeah. Is it going to be enough to bring you back in, mate? Nah. <laughs> like, if level selects there, maybe. I don't know if it is. So I'm, this isn't me officially on the podcast bringing a topic, you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just mentioning it that... Well, what I will mention is like they said they were going to launch it this week, and it looks like it hasn't happened yet. So, um, yeah, weird. But it's it. Some of the things I'm seeing are very much like, oh, that reminds me, you know, jumping on the hog together, going around doing that thing. Um, it's, oh man, it's hard to give them credit though. Like Halo One back in the day launched with co-op. Halo Two launched with co-op. Halo fucking Wars launched with co-op. Halo ODST, three, four, five, uh, five had online co-op, I think. Um, I don't get no credit from me. They get a stern. This should have been here at launch. Thank you for finally releasing it. Get back to work. Yeah. Watching this, though, like, this map for Halo, it's a beautiful map. Like, like it, it's, it's only what, like, this map should have only been 10% of the game, don't get me wrong, but. Um, you know, maybe if there's level select and we can go back and, you know, take out some banished strongholds yeah, or something. Like, I think there's a night of fun to be had, but I, I don't think yeah. if you said to me, hey, Jack, let's sit down and play through the Halo Infinite campaign together, I'd, I think I'd say no. I'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <fair. laughs> Mate, uh, just, yeah, that's just me derailing again. What is the topic of the show? Nintendo, what are they doing? What are they doing, mate? They're playing Halo co op with Microsoft. They were taking they the two be. bottom screens. They must be. Because this week, they just out of the blue for no fucking reason whatsoever announced a game and gave a release date to a game. What happened? Tell me. So they announced a new Kirby game. Oh, fuck. No, I missed a big that. deal. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, it's called Wait, Kirby Dream Did Dream-Buffet. the big 3D one in the city come out? Yeah, yeah, they came out this year. Okay, I missed that as well. Yeah. Um, what's this they, one called, uh, sorry? This is called Kirby's Dream Buffet. It's a brand new eShop exclusive party game coming this year. Oh, cool. Very, very cool. Um, did they just yeah, have like Nintendo just Direct? Like... Yes, they did. For their yeah. third parties. That's why I'm oh, like, what's going on? Right, right. What's going on? Um, yeah, apparently there's like a whole bunch of food stages. Uh, it's four player. Um, yeah, collect strawberries and grow Kirby and make him big and fat and roll around the obstacle courses. And yeah, it looks really cool. Looks really fun. Kind of like a mixture of Katamari and Super Monkey Ball. Then. For no reason but whatsoever. Wait, there's more. Oh, yeah, there's more. There's How many of these fucking sleeves Nintendo's got? Mate, they just randomly released a trailer just out of the blue, like the other night, a couple of days ago. Bayonetta's release date, and it's this year. Damn. That's, that's their. We've been wondering what they're going to do this year, haven't we? Yeah, I literally in my predictions, I'm like, we'll see Bayonetta, Bayonetta next year and we'll get a release date for the end of the year. Well, we've seen Bayonetta this year and we got a release date for the end of the year. 
it's a whole year ahead of when I thought we were going to fucking see it. <laughs> Which is insane. Like, Bayonetta 3 was announced a long time ago, and then we know that, like, it was going to take a long time, and they said it was going to take a long time, and then we kept asking about it, and they said, oh, we've changed it up a bit. There's been some stuff moving around. And then just out of the blue, like... They didn't say nothing to nobody. They just dropped a, the trailer and literally called the trailer uh, the the Bayonetta three release date announcement trailer. Oh, that's nice. And then you get to the end of the trailer, and it starts flashing numbers on the screen. And yeah, it's coming out on the twenty eighth of October. Fuck, that's that's like not December. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and it's a long trailer too. It's like it's like uh, it's like three four minutes. Fuck, that's right. just gameplay story stuff. When was and the last time the we heard the end. about the game? A few years back? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was announced ages ago, but then I thought... I, I lived in the other game. house. Like, <laughs> like, that's how long ago I was. I've been in this house, like, nearly three years. So, yeah, it's been a while. Um, I see on the YouTube you've put up a Bayonetta 3 Collector's Edition breakdown, which I'm looking forward to watching. I did. I did. Was that also announced? Yes, that was announced... That was announced on Twitter about half an hour after the trailer drop. And something I didn't even hear about until today, they also announced that the original Bayonetta will be getting a physical release which on Switch, which only happened in Japan and only if you bought the collector's edition in Japan. Oh, wow. What game? Well, what console was for Wii, wasn't it, or something? It was Originally, um, Bayonetta was PS3, Xbox 360. And oh, then, really? yeah, Nintendo bought the rights to Bayonetta and release Bayonetta 2 on, on the, the Nintendo Wii U. Yeah, um, and Bayonetta 1 on the Wii U if you got a special edition of Bayonetta 2. Um, and then, yeah, when they released Bayonetta 2 on the Switch, they only released Bayonetta 1 in the collector's edition in Japan. And now we find out Bayonetta 1 is coming to physical in very limited form. No other information was given. What a fucking tease. Yeah. Um, Mental. Oh, that's cool. So... I feel like ever since the Xbox Series S was just announced in a tweet, my whole perspective on the importance of some of the fanfare, it's its just fun and it's amazing, but I don't think it sells anything. And it only sells more than you expected if you basically lie, you know, with like a Battlefield 2042 cinematic trailer or some bullshit, you know what I mean? So this is quite interesting. I think we're probably going to see more of this, where it's like, wake up one morning and... uh you know, maybe not like a Grand Theft Auto Six, but like big games. I think will just start, just drop it. Not yeah, not not the highest end games, but yeah, it seems about right. You know, yeah, it's weird that it's a Nintendo though. That's the thing that shocks me more than anything. Nintendo's always been that company that it's like nothing leaks. It comes in a direct. Directs come four times a year. Did this leak? Did it? No, it didn't. They just tweeted just to- it. Yeah, like. Right. Like it was nothing maybe when really this would something. have been, yeah, maybe this, 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 this announcement, I shit you not, could have ended a E3 direct this year from Nintendo and people would have been like, that was a great direct. Right, right, right. This would have been enough to make it a great direct on top of an e, uh, a uh, digital only Kirby game. Uh, the fact that we, like they could have shown another trailer for a Fire Emblem game that they, they literally just released. They got two Pokemon games coming end of this year no doubt like a bunch of new shit in the pipeline as well 
100% was supposed to be getting Breath uh, of the Wild next year, more Mario Kart. Yeah, they're literally releasing more Mario Kart tracks. They put a, could have put in a trailer for the new tracks they're releasing yeah, on that pass. Like, it it's been just nice so weird. 100%. People would have got that and they would have been like, wow, not, as, not, not better than Xbox, but it's up there. Like, I think people would have been happy with it. So it's just so weird that, like, these are blog posts and tweets and... The fact that Bayonetta 1 is going to be physical and available to the masses in a limited form would have been crazy if that was in a direct. It's like, wow, that's amazing. But it's literally like a tweet under a tweet with, a, like, just there. Like, it's just <laughs> yeah. nothing. So it's it's mental. It's really mental. And I, I just, I, I'm, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. But I hope next year, with E3 coming back next year, I hope we send Nintendo back in full force. We get a direct, we get a show floor. Maybe they're just like not going all out this year and are waiting for next year. Because I'm sure E3 would have been like, hey, we're not coming back this year. They would have told Xbox. They would have told Sony. They would have told Nintendo. We're not coming back this year. We're coming back next year. We're working with this company. We're not ready to announce it yet but we will be coming back in full force. We're going to make this a celebration. Maybe Nintendo is just like, cool. We don't need to do anything. Maybe we'll come back the year after. Or Nintendo's sort of like, we really don't have that much to show. We have a, which is wrong. They have a lot to show. But then again, Pokemon have been doing their own sort of directs and stuff like that. So you probably wouldn't have Pokemon at a Nintendo direct, but it's just so weird that people have been asking for this game. When this game was announced at a Nintendo Direct all those years ago, it was a fucking headline. Like, Bayonetta 3 announced that Nintendo Direct was, like, the fucking headline. So the fact that this is just, like, the headline Bayonetta 3 release date announced in tweet is so weird for Nintendo. So weird. Can I play Devil's Advocate for a moment? Yeah, go for it. All this hecticness from nintendo and not much on the horizon that's been announced could be a sign that they just got no direction no fucking idea what's going on like it seems unlikely but i i wonder if they're not really sure what the next you know next phase of the switch should be like or what the next console should be like because how do you fill up the switch with a non-portable console at this point like the next the next console has to be a tablet you know what I mean? I wonder, like, because, like, they've done the cycle, you know, they've gone through a lot of the, you know, the Mario Golf, the Mario Tennis, like, they've, they've sort of done a revolution, and that's what I'm saying, like, we're back to Mario Kart now, you know what I mean? And I wonder, I wonder if they're just cooking stuff, you know, because they can, or I wonder if there is a little bit of a slowdown in the pipeline, and and a slowdown doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing, but, but I wonder if maybe they're just sort of, like, oh, okay, we do, like, Bayonetta's, like, we're happy with it. We know it's going to be ready by October. Like, let's just hit the switch next week. You know, like just get it online as quickly as possible. Um, do you think there's any possibility there or on Nintendo uh, three, four years ahead of us? Well, that was something I, I, I was thinking of, which made just the lack of direct and the fact that it was tweets is what threw me. But I was going to ask this question. Do you think we see whatever the next switch is next year when was the switch was it 2017 for the switch 2017 yeah so what's that, like march years. of 2017 it's like, been a while if if the nintendo nintendo switch came out today would it be like that much more powerful like like is there going to be a wild advantage to another console coming out next year like i don't 
like I feel like it's got another year in it. I could see it being like the year after, or but but at the same time, like I don't think I know the Switch is selling well, but I don't think it's wise to stay on the hardware forever. Yeah, and I feel like they want to start showing Breath of the Wild two and stuff like that, and that shit, in my opinion, will be running on whatever the next Switch is. And, and it's to be not fair, the Breath of the Wild came out on Wii U as well, so yeah, you know, they could make it a cross-gen release again. I don't know. I, I, part of me just naturally thinks, oh, it's time for new hardware because like they've got to start competing, not competing directly, but they've got to kick it up a notch now that we've got like the Series X, the PS Five. Um, you know, there's rumors every week about Sony's PS5 Pro. Like, how about you fucking make enough of the first one? Yes, that would be nice. Um, (laughs) maybe PS5 Slim first as well. Um, Yeah, true. You know, the cost of hardware at the minute is pretty fucked as well. So I don't know. I don't know what the right time is for a Switch, but I don't know if it's this year. I think, I think. Unless they, you know, revealed it in November, like they did the last one, released it in March. But yeah, it may, like next year at the earliest, sure. But I wouldn't be surprised if they pushed another year out of it than they, like, would have. I can see them announcing it next year and then it releasing the year after. Yeah, maybe like March again. I, I don't think that early the in the year release did them any harm. No. And I think, I think, especially with a portable console, like, you've got to kind of get it out as soon as you can because, like the clock on the performance of it is just instantly engaged. Whereas like the Series X, PS5, they got a few years before they start aging. Yeah. Well, that was like when the Switch was announced the first, the, the Switch was announced to begin with. I think it was only a few months turnaround before it released. I think, I think it was like, yeah, I think it was like we four got a, yeah, we got a direct in January and it came out in March, right? Yeah. But we got a trailer uh, in November. Remember that trailer, like, on the rooftop and stuff? Like, the party? Yeah. That was a dope fucking trailer. trailer. Yeah, but I, I think it was a great way to announce a console. Yeah, yeah. Not it traditional, made it, we knew, we knew what it was. I think the best reveal still go. still goes to um, Microsoft for the Series X. Like, not only did they announce Project Scarlet, but then to just, like, reveal it, like, six months before anyone would even ask. I thought that was great. Yeah. But the, the NX trailer, the, the, the original Nintendo Switch trailer, I, th- I think was great. Um, and the January Direct for the Switch went terribly. So um, I think the trailer coming out for it <laughs> was a good call. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Mm. I don't know. Do you, do you think Nintendo would ever go that back down the path of making like a home console and a portable? Yeah, you reckon they'll go back yeah. there? I think I, I, the switch is great, but the the switch's legs are not as long as the other guys, and I know Nintendo's running their own race, but you don't want to run the race with the shortest legs, <laughs> whatever race yeah. you're running. I I do the one thing I do like about having them having one console is that like all their studios make games for the one thing, like they don't mm. sort of split. But like, how exciting would it be if Nintendo had a console? that competed with the other like even if it was like more of a series s than a series x you know like i think it would be healthy for the industry you know if you got games coming out you know like battlefield on three consoles part of me is like oh you know the quality of them all will come down as they try and you know make it work on all three consoles but i think there's only sales to be gained personally 
hundred percent. I think I think it, it it will benefit them more than anything to go back to having a like a, a like a disc based system. I mean, look at how well the DS did at the same time as the Wii. Like they were dominating yeah. both on the go and at home. Well, and I the, feel like the, the Switch Wii... is at that point where it can replace the three DS. Yeah, and and the Wii, whilst it wasn't like as strong as the PS3 and 360, developers wanted their games on there, even if it was a cut down version. You know, like. I feel like if Nintendo had a Series S type console and a yeah portable console, again, um, I don't think that'd be like a losing strategy all of a sudden. But I do you appreciate Nintendo. You think family, and everyone buys Nintendo. My only fear is like they'll make a Switch console that like docks into some bit of hardware and like mm. I don't know, <laughs> it gets real messy real fast. They'll get too too far along with it. Who knows? Hopefully not. Definitely not. Definitely not. I'm looking forward to seeing what's next. I, you know, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, I I trust Nintendo to to do something cool. Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, mate, that that is it. We've done it. We made it to the end of another show. Hey, thank you for joining me. Thank you very much for having me, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. We very much appreciate it. If you are looking for myself or Jack, make sure to head over to AussieLake.com. You'll find links to all our social stuff over there um yeah head over to the youtube subscribe check out some of the bayonetta videos we put up the other day uh head on over to the twitch you know playing games over there and then uh, yeah read the PUBG article over on the website it's a good article everyone go read that but yeah that's good enough from us this week we hope you enjoyed listening we love you all and until next time may our games be good ones and we will catch you guys next week bye everyone bye.